0: I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Today's readings are very rich, and I'm very tempted to preach a couple of sermons that I'm going to leave alone for now. The, um, the, the Corinthians one with the factions in the church and the quarreling and the fighting is just so tempting, but not today. Not today. We all, we all know that it wasn't just Corinth and some for some reason the church might a little bit need that sermon today but not not for me today here now for me today here and now the topic that leaps out at me is the topic of call and vocation um, because of course we have the gospel where you have the calling of the fishermen and they leave their nets and they follow Jesus and um and, and that's the one where I think I might have something to add. I mean, I, I would not be telling you anything you don't know with that other sermon. This one I think I can draw from a place of personal experience and I have something to contribute. Um, and I'm going to start with um, the classical conversation around call and vocation that I received when I was a youngster and into which I put myself as an ordained minister um, back in way back in the 80s. Uh, there was this talk of call and vocation, and it meant exactly one thing. It meant professional clergy. That's what a call and a vocation was. And I am the son of an Anglican priest who himself was the son of an Anglican priest. I am in the clergy caste. I mean, we're not India, but we might as well be. Um, so I was, I was steeped in this tradition. I was formed in this tradition. And when, when I discovered the words, call, and vocation as a young man, it meant the question of going into ordained ministry, going into the ministry. Um, and, um, and so it was, a, it was a well-understood package. And I fit the mold. I, I had an experience. I had a religious experience. My heart was strangely warmed. And I interpreted the meaning of that because it happened in the context of me discerning my career path. And because it came to me right in that moment, I I interpreted that in the only way that I could, which was maybe I am called to the ministry. And so I pursued that call and I wound up here um, with you people. (laughs) And I've regretted not a minute of it. So I do, all these years later, Still discern that I heard the call correctly in some sense and followed the call with some integrity, and that fits into a very neat package. And really, what I have to offer you today is the the nuances of that, because even having trod that well-traveled path, even my journey um, would suggest that there's a lot more to it than the narrowness of that path that I have walked. Um, first of all, this business of having an experience, and, and that was a criterion. I mean, if you didn't have a sense of the nearness of God in your heart, you were disqualified from ministry. Um, and lots and lots of people cannot say that they have had that experience. And so does that mean they are not called? Well, the, clear, but the answer is clearly no. And certainly the idea of a call being limited to this one little slice of what ministry looks like, that again is, is silly. I mean ministry doesn't just look like this. Ministry is just you following Jesus into what you were called to be and do which has something to do with being part of the kingdom of God in the world. And that's no different than me. So this, so the broadening of the understanding of the call, it's not just ordained ministry, it is all ministry, it is lay ministry, it is baptized ministry. And that becomes the primary metaphor and has become in the 30 years of my work, um, where I'm, I'm much less interested in ordained ministry today than I am in baptized ministry. To, to be born again in baptized, in baptism, to, to have the old self washed away and the new self born in Christ and living into what that new self means cannot mean anything other than devoting yourself to the love of God and the love of neighbor and the service of the world for which Christ died. That's it. And I do that and you do that. And we all have our peculiar gifts and our peculiarities. And all of that is part of the package too. So, first of all, my experience has taught me that my experience is not normative. I am one path. I am one call. It was mine. It was tailored for me. But there is a call for everyone who seeks to serve Jesus. The second part of my experience is that it's not a one and done. It's not like a voice from heaven saying, you shall be a priest. Okay, done. End of question. Because... uh, I came to that discernment in the context of a world where the Anglican Church had a a very consistent and centuries-old structure that we couldn't imagine changing um, in the centuries to come. It was, you know, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever, and so is the Anglican Church. Um, and so when I was discerning, when I had this experience of the nearness of God and I said to myself, what does this mean? There was a, there was a whole package waiting for me to say, you could do this. And it all has a shape and a purpose and a process and a set of structures. And so you sign yourself up and you talk to a bishop and you go through the discernment channels and you do all the things that are already there. And as I've watched the institutional church crumble, In my lifetime. And now we are sitting in a place as the Anglican Church in Canada where we really don't know what the future is. All we do know is that it ain't going to look anything like what we have known. That's all that we know. And so if someone were to come to me today and say, I just had this incredible experience of the nearness of God and I feel called to serve God with the rest of my life. I'm going to be a professional priest. I'd say, hey, hang on a second, hang on a second. There, Let's think our way through this. Let's discern. Right? And even me, in that context where there was this incredible stability and, and sense of continuity, even I had to discern what that meant. And some of the answers surprised me. I thought I was just going to follow in my dad's footsteps and get into my dad's diocese and maybe inherit my dad's parish. I don't know. It was that simple. But there was chaos and tumult and drama, and I'll spare you the details, but it was all very exciting. Um, And I found myself out here with a very different bishop and a very different diocese, and uh, and it was the, the last thing that I expected. And yet it was clear that God's hand was guiding me through that process. I had no idea what I was signing up for. and and what I found was something very different than anything my expectations could have conjured and writ large that's the situation we're in now saying yes is just the first step to to figure out what we are saying yes to is a whole process of discernment so the other piece of wisdom that I, I believe I have to share is that the, the call, the discernment of call and the agreement to follow the call is not one and done. It is every day. Every day God is calling. Every day we are being asked to leave whatever nets we are mending and follow Jesus into something new and we don't know what that is. That's true for me in my work with you. That is true for you in your ministries. That is true for us as a church writ large. Jesus is calling us right now. And that image of mending our nets, you have to mend your nets. It's what you need to do if you're going to fish. We've always fished. That's what we do. And, and that image of being called away from everything that you've known and, and everything that your family tradition has had for generations and generations to do something completely new is an image for the church in our time. Um, and it's every day. It's, I'm sorry, it's Jane's question what is God saying to you today? What did God say to you this week? That is the question. And the question of call and vocation is as broad as every individual person sitting here and every individual person in the world that has agreed to follow Jesus. So the old tradition that I received, which I interpreted in this narrow way, which was right for me, um, is that, that the, the question of call and vocation, there's a classic formulation of that, which is where your deep joy meets the world's deep need. That's, if you're looking to discern what your vocation is, that's the question. Where is your deepest joy? Where, where is God for you in that question of joyfulness? Not happiness, not appetites, joy. And then where is the world's deep need? And is there a match between what the world deeply needs and where your deep joy is? That's probably where God is calling you to go. And, and that question, of course, when I was starting out, it was a narrow question. Now the question is much broader. And, and that, I think, is the question for us each individually at all times. I've known many, many... Again, I'm, I'm now the outlier of a person that discerned a call to ministry which meant a professional career which meant I followed in a very specific path and got training and got a job and will probably you know, if, if you guys are okay with it, probably go till I retire um, and, and, but I'll be the last one standing who has had that kind of career path in the church by the time I'm done um, and the new model is very very different of what vocation looks like even in the church context let alone beyond so we are, in a, we are in a place of profound discernment collectively but it is no more profound than any individual person's journey um, along this path because I have known people, many people, who have started out as a young person believing they were called to ordained ministry and going into ordained ministry when for one reason or another that became no longer their future. And does that mean that it was a mistake or a failure? No. No. Not at all, not, not at all. It just means that the journey has taken a surprising turn like every other surprising turn that can happen along the journey of ministry. So whether that's in your personal life as you strive to follow Jesus in your own career, your family, your volunteering, um, whether that is in a professional clergy person's life that continues in professional ministry or finds another kind of ministry, all all of that complexity and all of that Um, uncertainty is inherently part of the process of discerning a call and a vocation it hasn't stopped for me i think i'm going to be with you until i retire but that may not be what happens and i have to be open for that so the last point and i promise it's the last is that what does this mean for us now it means the most important thing we can do is not talk but listen That's that's the thing. If we're talking, we ain't listening. And if we're talking to God and we're talking to each other, we're going to have to do all that. That's fine. But the most important thing we need to do is listen because that's normally the place where we are preventing the call of God from landing. God is calling us right now. The question for me, as always, is, are we listening? Am I listening? Are you listening? And are we listening together? Because if we are listening then a future will emerge that is beautiful and blessed and is a pathway toward the kingdom of God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.